0: Oftentimes, given the messages that we receive about beauty, we can it it can be like it can feel like trying to put a square peg in a circular hole, like you were talking about dyeing your hair. And I'm no different, too, that where, you know, we try to fit into a certain image of what we think beauty is and that shift that happens when we start to really own who we are and like who we're designed here to be, like who we're meant to be and how we're meant to express ourselves. Like that is really powerful inside and out, right? Because nobody feels good when they're trying to fit themselves into a box. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel authentic. And so I'm hearing in what you're saying is actually no, when you started to honor who you are at the authentic level, that's when things shifted for you.
1: Welcome home to SoulShine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine. Because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back. I'm pretty pumped for today's episode, Universal Beauty with Amy Heilman. And this one... I'm telling you, this is why I love repurposing some of this old content that is not old, because this was from March of 2021. And I just want to say how proud I am of myself. (laughs) I feel like I say this all the time. I'm so proud. This is literally the stuff I do behind closed doors when I'm having my moments and it feels excruciating and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Why do I feel this way? I have this archive of my, my journey. And there was a part of me that was like, damn, Lindsay, you know your shit because I don't really talk about science as much as I used to, but I know some stuff. <laughs> It was literally my life for a long time. I went to school for engineering and I've taken all of the science classes and continued that into my career for over 10 years when I was an environmental engineer. And then I carried it into my first entrepreneurial career path, which was wellness coaching, holistic health coaching, educating consumers about the lack of regulation in the personal care industry and you know now that I'm here it's I, I love how everything continues to unwind around my hormone journey around how I began to listen to the rhythms of my body and the rhythms of nature and how it's brought me here to this place and how everything is kind of coming back full circle and so I love this conversation because it's like I can it's like now I almost have this visual of the evolutionary journey you know if you picture this vortex kind of at the bottom that's just circulating up and up and up, I can like actually pinpoint now where I was at on my journey and how like it needed to happen that way in order for me to have this level of awareness. And so we kind of talk about, you know, we dive into science and spirituality, we talk about, you know, universal beauty, clean beauty, natural beauty, my definitions for all of them. I talk about what it took for me to like kind of just like my most important lessons on my transformational healing journey, and and what it took, you know, because I think I know a lot of you when you reach out to me. The relatability of this podcast is what keeps you tuning in week after week, and like the real spiritual path is fucking hard. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Like, and I don't want to say it's hard, meaning like, um like it's, it's hard in the form of suffering. It's hard because you're repatterning and reprogramming and you're, you're completely shifting the trajectory. So there's disruption that happens. So again, like sometimes people will say like, I'm choosing for it to not be hard. And it's like, can we actually almost normalize that life is full of hard And it's also full of joy and it's also for full of bliss and it's full of all of it. And again, it's our relationship to it all. And so I just don't have like the wool over my eyes anymore that life isn't hard. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be challenge. And, you know, I, the other day I was having this conversation with my husband about something and we were talking about like struggling and I don't know if he said it or I said it. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, it's not struggling what did I say? I was like, it's not struggling. I was like, there's just some challenge. And oh, I know what it was. We were talking about like our move. And he, and like, my husband was like, well, you know, there might be some more struggle. And I'm like, and I was like, what if it's just going to be like an epic evolutionary catapult that's going to have some ups and downs and up and everything in between. And we're going to sit back a year from now sitting on our front porch with our mountain views. Like, remember that time (laughs) we moved and uprooted our life and completely changed everything. And, you know, like completely started over from scratch in so many different areas of our life. And, you know, it's like the mind wants to say, don't do that because it's hard. The mind wants to say, don't do that because it's going to be a struggle. And it's really not true. So yes, things are hard, but like, I really welcome the hard, and don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've cried a lot this past month. (laughs) I've cried a lot and I just kind of want to keep going back to normalizing like our humanness. I was going to meet my friend at the beach. I went to the beach the other day and one of my friends, which I won't say her name on here, just to respect her privacy. She was going to come to the beach with me. And she called me as I'm driving on my way to the beach meeting her. And she's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just want to cry. I like, I just can't keep it together. And I don't want to go. And we just had this conversation of like, can you soften into that? Can you just accept that you're a feeling sentient human being who has emotions and we don't always have to understand why. And can you just allow yourself to be where you are and like, breathe into that and create the space for that? And I feel like this is what this podcast is morphing into. And, you know, there was a part of me that was like, should I take a break from the podcast? Because I've gotten a lot of clarity on how I want to move forward with it. I am likely going to be changing the name of the podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be changing the intro and, and the messaging again, because this is how it works, I launched the podcast, I tried it, I did it, I received feedback from myself. Like I now know what it is that I want to talk about in this conversation with Amy around universal beauty. It's like, I still love talking about holistic health, alternative healing, Um you know, I want to become a, a mother and I'm like, I've been so fascinated by even understanding the over medicalization of, of birth. There's even a documentary called the business of being born. And like, I've just been so infatuated with, um, and it's not, and it, it and like, I just want to say like, there is, there is a, a purpose and I'm super grateful for Western medicine, you know, it's like if I break my arm, I'm not going to go take herbs to break my arm. (laughs) I'm going to go get it fixed. I'm going to go get a cast, right? And I feel like what I'm reminded of from this episode is like how people want a quick fix and how people want to tell people what to do. And I think this is also where I've been in such a deep conscious conception journey over for the last several years with myself so that I could really prepare myself for when I do step into motherhood around like how many people want to tell you what to do and how many people want to inject fear into you and basically say oh there's this risk therefore we have to do this thing therefore we have to immediately go here and I really feel like it's going to be another evolutionary moment for me to trust my inner compass and to trust what I want right even like there's certain things they say you can and cannot eat and like all of these things and I've just been so fascinated by it and I'm also surrounded by so many beautiful people who Um, are walking the beauty way like I am and I've just been like this sponge receiving empowering stories and empowering information and and just keep continuing to come back to again trusting the internal compass over anything else and then leveraging everything that lives outside of us because we get to and that's a lot of what this conversation is about right with Amy it's like Makeup, not required, but it's fun. (laughs) The chocolate cake, not going to eat that for breakfast, lunch and dinner, but there's it's a pleasure (laughs) we get to enjoy, we get to, we get to indulge, right? And so I'm noticing I'm in this next layer right now, especially as there's been so much disruption that I've created in my life around this move, how I'm being thrown off kilter time and time again, because it's, it's just easier when there's disruption in your life, right? When there's all these, all this movement, it's easier to fall back into old patterns. It's easier to be like, okay, I'm just going to go back over here where I feel comfortable and where I feel safe. And like I noticed for me today, actually this morning, I was feeling like overwhelmed the last couple of days and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you're doing it again. Like you're over-consuming, and you're overcomplicating and you're being asked to simplify right now more than ever. And so what I, what did I do this morning? So I'll tell you what I did. So this morning I got up, I went outside, I meditated, and then I just journaled forever. I can't even tell you how many pages I journaled. And I just got all of the guidance that I was asking for. I literally breathed, I centered, and then I wrote everything out and I got everything, everything that I was questioning Ended up in those pages. And some of the questions were around like, right now, I'm really in a space of removing a lot of things because this is it. Like, I have a lot of newness happening in my life right now. So things have got to go in order for me to have harmony in my life. So a lot of the non essentials are going. I actually also received guidance that I get to get off social media for a bit, um, just kind of remove like not be so like rigid around it, but like, just kind of remove the apps from my phone. I was in a couple of different like, women's groups and masterminds and things like that, which I've released myself from. And you know, there's like, I was in this one group where we had telegram, I was in this other group where we had signal and like, just letting them know, like, I just don't want 500 apps right now. I just, I just want simplicity and the same thing with the podcast, like I've been struggling a bit because I know it's already evolving. And what I want to come back to is, and I think I just want my podcast to be my name um, because I just like, I don't want any label to put, to put myself in a box. Like I want, what I'm noticing is that I want Accessibility for people, relatability for people. I want simplicity for people. I don't want to put spirituality in a box, and I want to ground spirituality in for people and and make it accessible and and help people realize how simple it can be to connect and to feel like a part of something and and to reconnect with the source within, and so. I want to have conversations on like alternative health. Like I want to have conversations because like, I love it. It's a huge part of my life. Like if we're not in our bodies and I realize now, like I'm so grounded, I'm so in my body. There's so many things that I do to anchor in. And I believe this is why. So like I started, I had health stuff, hormone stuff. I had a whole like several year healing journey of really breaking down to the foundational level and listening to my body and bringing things back in slowly in order to really come from this place of nourishment. And then I had my spiritual awakening and then I was like floating and flying away for a little bit because that's what happens. And then I'm, but then I came back to my, to my groundedness and my rootedness. And I, I don't want to be one of those esoteric spiritual like leaders, teachers, mentors. I wanna be I wanna be a realist. And like being a realist, you know, like if we're connected to reality, like we have got to be connected to our spirituality. It's the only way. Because if we're not in our bodies, we're disassociated and we're flying away. Like so if we're spiritual but we're not actually connected to reality and to our humanness, we're flying away. And if we're just human in our bodies, and we're disconnected from from the source within, then we're not a we're asleep. We're literally we're sheep. We're literally letting people tell us what to do and who to be and how to show up. And we're miserable, right? Because we're not living our Dharma. We're not connected to why why we came here. And so I've been like kind of resisting it because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to like redo all this, but I know it's the next iteration of this podcast. And I just, again, want the relatability of like, we get to change our mind. Like I may change the fucking podcast name every year. Doubtful. But like giving myself that, um, like that empowered, yes, that sovereign choice of like, I don't know. All I know is that my messaging gets to change. I now know. Why I'm here again <laughs> and and who I'm here to be and who I'm here to help. and i I, I really believe that like I want to have taboo conversations. like I want to bring quote unquote, normal people in and having spiritual conversations, right like I want I don't want to just have people who claim to be in the spiritual world on the podcast. like I want anyone and everyone to be on the show because, what i can tell you is there's actually a lot of spiritual leaders out there who i believe are really missing the mark in a lot of ways and there's actually a lot of really grounded simple people who are humble and who are keep into themselves who are completely connected completely at peace with themselves and that could be the medicine for somebody so i don't want to like put any boundaries on myself right now in my work And, um, and, and so this is where it's like, not like, like, okay, I started the podcast. This is the direction that I thought I wanted to take it. And it's still, there's still so many elements there. Like, it's not, it's not going to be like a complete revamp, but it's like, okay, there's going to be elements of my humanness and my holiness combined as one and bringing people on that represent that and just having dynamic conversations about life and what it means to be a human because we're not meant to want to escape this planet and this is also why I got when this morning when I was like oh my gosh I feel like my insides are clogged like my brain I just could feel like it just felt like it was clogged and when I was journaling and I was connecting with my higher self it was like yeah because you're consuming like just get off social media stop reading the books like even a meditation like even if I listen to a meditation that somebody else created my higher self's like nope close your eyes like I haven't been listening to music today I haven't had the tv on I haven't had social media on you know it's like and what's fun about that is like the mind will start to tell you that for example, like the mind will start to tell you, oh my gosh, you don't want to do that because that's going to be hard, <laughs> right? Going back, circling back to the hard conversation. You don't want to do that because what if you fall behind? Like you don't want to pause because what if you miss something, right? There's all these like, what if you miss something? What if you fall behind? What if what, what if it's a mistake? But sometimes like the pause, I mean, my sister's coming to t- into town with my nephew today, We have the 4th of July holiday that's happening um, a couple days after this episode launches. And so it's just like the pause doesn't need to be like three months. Like just give yourself the pause and start to notice what emerges for you and then you can make decisions from there. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed, my biggest piece of advice is to literally just cut out, cut off the, cut off the fat trim trim off the fat of all the non-essentials and quiet, quiet yourself, quiet the noise, go inside and ask yourself the question and you will get the answer. It's literally the simplest thing. And I also want to simplify like the connection with spirit. Like people think it's so like people think that some people have it and some people don't and it's bullshit. Like we all have it. It's just a matter of kind of clearing out the cobwebs and taking the time to listen and and actually trusting it when we do get the messages and we do get the information. And I want to bring that accessibility in as well. So and this is so much about the conversation of universal beauty, right? Because it's like universal beauty is so much deeper than that, right? It's like owning who we are. It's claiming who we are in the world And it's making choices from this empowered place doing the work to deeply listen because it's very challenging in this world where there's constant, constant, constant people telling you, come over here, come over here, buy this thing, do this thing, sign up for this thing. This is who you want to be. This is who you don't want to be. This is what it means to be a good person. This is what it means to be a bad person. You want to do this? You want to do that? It's everywhere. And so it really takes quieting the mind, which is why I gave you that little tidbit. And then, of course, like nourishing yourself and not beating yourself up. And, you know, so much of what I do now, like, for example, in the form of moving my body, it's like I move my body because I freaking love myself. I move my body because and I and I work out outside and I love being in nature. I love the way that I feel during and after. And I don't beat my body up anymore the way that I used to. Right. Because it was like, oh, right? We have this like pop culture, you need to, right? It's it's almost like everything that we inherently know to be true about our wholeness, like is completely severed. And then especially in the Western world, it's like, oh, now we're going to sell that thing to you, right? It's like, oh, you're not happy with your body. Therefore, here's like 500,000 supplements. Here's this amazing workout regimen. Here's like, right. It's like, here's all these things outside of self that are going to fix you. And then what happens, right? It's like, we never feel whole because it's outside of self, right? So now, like I pay for this one membership called the class, which I know I've shared about on the podcast several times. And it's like the only workout I do right now. It's the only workout that I do. And I started like getting rid of other things like I quit the gym like it just I didn't want to work out out inside like I just wanted to be out in fresh air. And so I have the class which is like a spiritual base workout and they they've really like when I first joined several years ago it was much more simple now they have like breath work and they've got meditations and they've got all these amazing different collections to choose from they have live classes they have workshops and things like that. And I do it because I love it. And it's like a pleasure. It's like pleasurable for me. Like it's a choice, right? And so this goes back to everything else. Like everything in this world is a choice point. Once we are like, okay, this is who I am. I want to buy this personal care product to accentuate my natural beauty. I want to purchase this you know like fitness membership because I love myself and I want to have fun and I want to try something different right like not because we right it's like coming from this lack like everything else is coming from this lack like I want to sell you this thing I want to market you this thing because you'll feel better and then what happens we get the thing and we're like I fucking still feel like shit And this is a constant dance, constant dance. Like I even, you know, I've gained some weight over like my awakening journey. And I was reading this book earlier this month and this woman was talking about how she gained weight. And then eventually like it came off and just like some of the ascension symptoms that some of us are happening and like really how I had to go really deep inside about why is my body changing so much and like i love myself period like not because my weight is different than it was a couple years prior to that and just right like accepting that and and knowing like okay i'm making choices with food to nourish my body i'm making choices with movement to nourish my body and the the weight is just a reflection of that you know and eventually i do know That it's going to start to temper again because I feel like I'm being tested in all these different ways of like, okay, Lindsay, you say you love yourself. Okay, Lindsay, you know, like you're being asked to kind of dismantle a lot of the conditioning around looks, appearance, beauty, weight, um, confidence. And there's so much around confidence with why like in this incarnation for me. And so just like normalizing the things that go through our minds, and I feel like I've kind of jumped all over in this conversation, but in a nutshell, you know, this is about authenticity. Like to me, spirituality is about authenticity. It's about creative expression. It's about relatability. It's about, you know, really grounding in our humanness and being here in this reality, in this moment, in the here and now not separating our family life with our spiritual practices, you know, really being who we are, period. And um, and that feels really important. And like, I'm actively in the process of that. And also, you know, like how the podcast is shifting and like, you know, of course my business keeps shifting. And I feel like this is where, you know, I was primarily working with women and I can feel this impulse of like, okay, Lindsay, you actually are going to start working with men or just having more men in your audience and like in your network and listening to the podcast. And, and so the reason why I was suffering for a bit was because I was like, Oh, I don't want to change this. Right. Like I was resisting the natural impulse of what was being asked of me and, and, we're constantly changing and evolving. And so just like softening into the constant rebrands that are happening in my life and in my business. So this was kind of just like a riff around what I've been experiencing in my life. You know, I love to be transparent and honest with you. And, um, And just how much energy this move has taken and how much clearing has happened, how much emotional clearing has happened and still how so much like I'm still moving through a lot of things and just welcoming that and honoring that and and again, creating like giving you permission to feel your stuff and to let it come up, you know, because in strength, strength is birthed from softening, you know, like that resiliency is is truly birthed from the little tiny softenings that happen as things come up, as emotions come up, as challenges come up. And that's what I want this podcast to be. So I don't know, like alternative health, healing, taboo topics. Like, I just want truth tellers that are coming on here. I want relatable people who can be that bridge for others. I want like many different backgrounds and walks of life and lines of work coming on the show and and that feels so good. So stay tuned for that. I have no idea when all of that will launch. I'm just going to trust the process here, but just wanted to kind of give you a heads up of like the creative process for me and and like what it takes when you launch something and you're like, "Oh, you think it's right. It's like you launch something, and you think it's going to be good." for a while and then you're like oh wait I'm not that person anymore like this gets to shift and so (laughs) the refinement of that though is sometimes there's distractions that happen right like sometimes there's like distractions that happen of like oh I'm just going to keep changing all these things around me so that I actually don't have to move forward and that again just takes time with trusting your inner compass so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amy. Like I said, I was like, damn, Lindsay knows a lot. Like Lindsay from two years ago, she freaking knew her shit. And like, I want to talk about more things about my life. Like there's other aspects of my life that I don't really share on here. And um, like parts of my journey and how I'm noticing like the constellations of how everything is connecting. And um. I want to bring more of that back in. It feels really fun for me to bring all that back in. So with that, enjoy this episode. I love you. Thank you again for just letting me be myself and creating the space for me to make mistakes and keep making changes and doing the damn thing. All right. Much love.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women's Natural Beauty Conference. Woo! I'm your host, Amy Heilman, and we're having a new conversation around beauty here, beauty inside out. And I'm really excited to be here with our guest today, Lindsay Ellis. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here and welcome.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. My favorite topic of all time.
0: (laughs) I know me too. And As you and I have talked about, Lindsay, there are so many layers to this thing called beauty. And that's actually one thing that really drew me to you. I know your story and all the layers that are alive in your story. And so I'm really excited to highlight you today. Should we jump right in? Let's do it. Okay. So first, just tell us, Lindsay, what is your occupation? What do you do? And how did you come into this work?
1: Okay, I will be as succinct as possible. I have my own women's wellness and empowerment company, and I also am aligned with a disruptive beauty brand called Beauty Counter, and I'll get more into how I align with that company and why I'm so passionate about the work that we do is I educate consumers about the lack of regulation in the cosmetics and personal care industry, the beauty industry. Um, I also advocate for more health protective laws. So I'm part of the change, right? I'm actually part of the movement that's making waves and, and allowing Congress to understand what's really happening here. And I also help provide safer solutions in the form of products for consumers so they can feel like they feel confident in the products that they're using, especially a lot of products that we use every day, just as humans, right? Like we brush our teeth, we wash our hair, we use deodorant most of the time, makeup, you know, there's layers to that. And I'm also certified in human design and I'm a human design coach. So a lot of my work is around transformation, is around are owning our beauty, owning our vitality. And with that, it's multi-layered. So it's like that starting from the inside out piece. That's really important to me. And really what drew me to this work is I struggled from health issues, women's hormonal health issues for 10 years, 10 plus years was on loads of medications. And I declared at 30, when I got engaged to my now husband that, um, that I was ready to just start living now, living for myself, and within six months was diagnosed with PCOS and completely reversed all of my symptoms. And I've been really on this path of of educating and entrepreneurship ever since. And so my background's in environmental engineering. We'll get more into that later. And I'm kind of I left that space, and now I leverage um, really my skill sets and what I did in that industry for many years and just make it easy for people and take the pressure off. Hopefully that answered everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it did. And what a story that's really powerful for you to declare that you are ready for a shift. And so what were what were the three biggest changes you made and how did they transform your body in your life?
1: Yeah, I love this question. Um, declaring. Is honestly the first one committing and owning, right? Like owning that responsibility. A huge part of my why is that personal responsibility of, of what we're creating and, and not letting others take our power away. And I think the moment that I declared that piece, um, I moved mountains. So I would say declaring also, uh, listening to my body's wisdom. There was a lot that other professionals and doctors were telling me and not really listening. And I just felt really disconnected from even my family who were trying to help me, right. Medical professionals trying to help me, doctors trying to help me, my family, but like, I felt so connected to what was happening with me. And I felt like nobody was really listening and understanding. And so part of like after that declaration is really listening to your body, right? Like our body has so much wisdom. So that's the second piece is trust yourself and know that inner knowing is there and we just get to listen. So create the space to listen. And then third was, um, yeah, really looking at food and products and practices as like a way of nourishment and a way of just like living this vitality, like knowing that we're here for a reason Um, And really just not wanting to feel sick anymore. So it's like owning, looking at your environment and, and, and how you're living your life. And really, again, owning that responsibility that like, we get a choice of what we use on our skin, we get a choice of what we consume, whether it be the news, gossip, (laughs) Products we're using. So we get, we get to be that filter. So uh again, like committing, like committed to aligned action, trusting yourself and really um like honoring your body and giving it what it needs and what you know that it needs. Those are my three.
0: Mm, That's so great. And I what I like about what you're saying is it it sounds like it sort of started external, right? Where there were, you know, external influences that you were. You were looking for support, you were looking for answers, you were looking for information. And then at the end of the day, you turned your eyes and your ears around, and the information that you really started listening to and trusting was the information within. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. And I actually had really terrible cystic acne and like really painful periods and ter- like just all these physical manifestations of what was happening. So I also love the parallel of like, Sometimes it is external when we're like, we have rosacea or we have hives or like there's something that's stress induced or something hormonally that's causing this like physical manifestation. That's like your body's way of telling you same thing with like BO, like you're not supposed to be stinky, right? It's like all of these things that our bodies do to detox and to tell us that something isn't right. Um, And it took that, it took that for me to really start to make shifts. And my goal is to, uh, share with people my knowledge and what I've learned in my story so that we can be more proactive because I do believe that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of disease right now, a lot of chronic illness that, um, you know, a lot of it is environmental and a lot of it is on the rise. And so I think, if we can be more preventative and more proactive, we can really live this life of thriving vitality that I know that many of us are seeking.
0: Mm, Yeah. And it sounds like for you, and I think for so many of us who come into the world of holistic beauty or holistic health, it's learning the communication of the body because what you're saying, right, these symptoms that might show up externally or internally, either one, is really the body communicating, like the body's actually doing us a favor by alerting us to an imbalance. Is that accurate for you?
1: I just got goosebumps. So it must be truth. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's like, we, you know, I'm so passionate about like, I get the modern world that we live in. But like, we everybody wants a quick, a quick six figures, a quick like, you know, like they want to find their perfect spouse or partner or relationship right away. And, you know, it's like the money and this and the health, like everybody just wants a magic pill or a secret sauce. And that is not the reality, right? Like there's so much that it takes and it takes dedication, no matter what you're, you're looking to create. And so I just want to be really transparent that like, it wasn't easy work. Like those six months, uh, was not easy, but like, I was so committed and I knew, I knew in my core that I could heal myself. And I think that's what we, we all deserve to like be so excited and so excited for the future that we're like committed to doing whatever it takes to come out
0: on the other side. Mm, Awesome. And given your experience, Lindsay, I am very curious. What is natural beauty to you? I love this question
1: too. So to me, natural beauty is is really this, this definition. It, it really comes up to me where it's like something that exists universally, right? Like natural beauty is everywhere. I mean, we can see it in nature. We can see what mother earth creates. We can see it you know, you just look at a tree or you look at a flower and you look at like a bouquet of flowers and not one is the same. And also it's like this universal principle, but like also the fact that each and every one of us are not the same, right? So it's like this individual piece of beauty, but also recognizing like there's this collective of beauty all around us in this universal principle, which to me is just like this inner trust and inner knowing and just owning who you are and owning your imperfections and owning that nobody else looks like you. And there's so much freedom in that because, you know, society (laughs) and the media tells us that it's all external and really beauty. And this is a topic that I still am working on and it will likely forever be forever be something that I'm working on as a woman, but like just owning, I can give you an example. I used to dye my hair, highlight my hair blonde. I'm a strawberry blonde. And about two or three years ago, I started growing my natural hair color out. And when I tell you the amount of people who stop me on a daily basis or catch me on a zoom or see a photo of me, and compliment my hair that honestly is very rare. It is very rare to have this hair color. And I hid it for so many years of my life because I was told that I was different. I was made fun of. And, you know, like I didn't look like everybody else, right? Like I was the minority in the room. And it took my 30 years of my life to really start owning that and recognizing like people feel that. People feel that presence when you start to own what God gave you. And it's so, like I said, it's so liberating to just be like, this is who I am, right? Same thing. I'm very fair. I can't tell you the number of times I used to bake in the sun as a teenager and in my twenties and, you know, now paying the prices. And again, I love my, like, I just love my complexion. And I think we are, I, I think in a nutshell, it's like that owning uh, that owning who we are and knowing there is not one single person that is exactly like us on this planet. And that is such a gift. Mm.
0: That's, I really like what you're saying. And what I'm hearing and what you're saying too, is oftentimes given the messages that we receive about beauty, we can, tr- it, it can be like, it can feel like trying to put a square peg in a circular hole. Like you were talking about dyeing your hair and I'm no different too, that where. You know, we try to fit into a certain image of what we think beauty is. And that shift that happens when we start to really own who we are and like who we're designed here to be, like who we're meant to be and how we're meant to express ourselves. Like that is really powerful inside and out, right? Because nobody feels good when they're trying to fit themselves into a box. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel authentic. And so I'm hearing in what you're saying is actually, no, when you started to honor who you are at the authentic level, that's when things shifted for you.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I love bright colors. And in the fall and winter, everything is like gray, black, and brown. And it's like, who decided that I can't wear like a teal pea coat in the middle of winter, right? Like, it's just like, who decides what is beautiful and what's accepted? And guess what? When I rock my funky colors in the winter, I also get called out like, you know, ghost sister, you're rocking, like I stand out. And I think it's also about being confident and comfortable being seen, because I think that is why a lot of us try to fit in. So we can like go under the radar and have nobody like really notice us, especially as women. Um, And so that's been a huge part of my work as
0: well. Beautiful. And a lot of your work is about clean beauty, especially with beauty counter. And so to you, what is clean beauty and what is natural? Well, you just answered what is natural beauty, but what is clean beauty? Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. And I can talk a little bit more about natural. Um, so clean beauty was actually, it's a very new term. And to be honest with you, beauty counter, I don't want to say we coined the term, but I believe that we did. And we really took this stand of clean, um, because natural occurring elements. So this is where I shine because of my background in environmental sciences and really understanding that just because something is natural does not mean that it's safe for the body. And so again, we're talking safety. So when I hear clean beauty, I think safe. I think safer. I like to say safer and so does Beauty Counter because this is the wild, wild west here in the form of like what's really happening with our bodies. And it's there's so many industrial chemicals that have been introduced into commerce over the last few decades that it is really challenging to get a grasp on and the human body is very complex. And so there's a lot of um, studies that are done and there's a lot that we know, but there's also so much that we don't know. So I do want to share that is that it is a very challenging topic. Um, And so for me, transparency is huge. So for me, when I hear clean beauty, it's a company that's being transparent. It's a company that is Disclosing all of the ingredients, not using terms like fragrance or natural flavors in food, for example, because you don't know exactly what you're getting. To me, if there's um something that is used for scent in a product, why not list the ingredients that are used to create that scent instead of second guessing and not knowing? So to me, a red flag of, of, of not clean is not being transparent. Um, And really when you hear natural, again, there's marketing that happens, plant-based, botanically derived, natural, the colors are like beige and there's leaves on it and you see it and you want to grab it. And then you read the back and you're like, what on earth? I can't pronounce anything. But with natural lead, mercury, arsenic are natural. And they're harmful to humans. Right. So again, I just want people to think like you get to empower yourself with information and not just see a label and think that all of a sudden it's it's clean when it may not necessarily be. And same thing with synthetic. So again, in the in the modern world, like I love natural as much as possible, but we live in a modern world and we have a lot of advancements. And to be honest, there's a lot of synthetic ingredients that help. With the efficacy of a product that help preserve products in a way that makes sense and helps keep bacteria out of products, again, for the modern human who is working and who can't make everything from scratch and, you know, doesn't want to go whip it up or buy it from the store every couple of days because it's perishable. And so. Um, Just because something is synthetic does not mean that it's harmful. And just because something is natural does not mean that it's safe. So to me, clean is really testing, really testing and really um, partnering with, with organizations and, and like universities like Tufts university and like really these top of the line medical publications that have done so much research because there's so much that exists. And that's, what's really important to me is just transparent owning who you are owning that you don't have all the answers but knowing that you're continuing to set the bar higher and really continuing to be on this quest to you know have a healthier future for people
0: yeah well you're absolutely right there are so many clean makeup products available on the market now especially given the movement that is expanding with clean beauty and so how do we choose oh it's a question of the hour. <laughs>
1: So I do want to share, there's an app called the EWG Healthy Living app. It's a nonprofit called the Environmental Working Group. Um, It's not perfect, but it's a really great place to start. And they're also very transparent where they get their information. They list where they get their information and they create a rating system that allows you and it doesn't have every product, but it has thousands of products from not only beauty, but also Uh, cleaning supplies and food. Uh, So, you know, home products as well. And so for people who get overwhelmed, it's a really great starting point just to start like noticing. And then also um, I actually didn't include this in my guide, but I'm happy to share like my top 10 ingredients to avoid because there are so many and really there's a lot of synonyms and a lot of, you know, like you can see paraben, right? But paraben could have methyl in front of it or propyl. And there's all these other, what is it like surnames? And I don't remember, I don't remember what it's called, but you know, like there's actually words that you can pick up on and start to see and be like, okay, paraben free. Okay. Like sulfite free. Okay you know, like I don't want aluminum in my deodorant, right? Like we're starting to hear these terms more and more and really just starting simple. I would honestly say my biggest one is fragrance. If you could start with fragrance, just removing fragrance from anything that you're using on your body and in your home, that would be huge.
0: And why do you say that?
1: Because fragrance is a proprietary term that was actually coined, I don't know, probably like 30, 40 decades ago. And it was initially used for companies to not have to disclose their trade secrets. And now companies you know, there's like seven conglomerates that own like the majority of beauty companies and really all companies in the entire world. And they're hiding ingredients in fragrance because it's a loophole. Mm -hmm. So honestly, there could be upwards of 2000 ingredients in that one label, and you have no idea what you're getting. Um, and this just made me think of the documentary called it's called stink on Netflix. And there was a poor little boy who could not attend high school because he was having such adverse reactions to Axe body spray from other kids in school. You know, like the kids love the Axe, the (laughs) the young gentleman loved the Axe. And he couldn't attend school and Axe would not disclose what was in, you know, what was in that, you know, in those ingredient decks. And it stinks because the poor kid doesn't know what the ingredient is that's actually causing his his flare up and he's going into like anaphylactic shock. So again, it's like, I mean, there's 80,000 industrial chemicals on the market and they all can be used with the exception of 30, three, zero and our products. And so it's challenging. It's really challenging and it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming, but there are companies and there are laws that are being passed. There's a lot of movements that are happening right now Um, in order to like actually raise the bar higher and start limiting a lot of these chemicals that we know are causing harm for people.
0: Wow, that's powerful information that you've just shared with us. And absolutely, I we need to get that list from you. So I'll get it from you after the interview, Lindsay, and we'll get it to our audience today.
1: Yeah, and you can share um, maybe the hyperlink for EWG. There's an app. It's called the Skin Deep Database and the Healthy Living app. So there's maybe a few other tools that if you want to share when you when you launch this. Um, happy if you provide that for people.
0: Wonderful, thank you. And so, given this whole landscape that we're talking about with clean beauty, what do you see as the biggest obstacle between women and natural beauty, and how can they overcome it?
1: Yeah. I think it's like kind of everything that I shared It's like, just love yourself. Right. And just think of it. Like, like, just think of what your body would want. Like, what would your body need in that moment? And, and, allowing yourself to have fun and not fit yourself inside of this box. And again, it's like trusting that inner knowing, like what would nourish my body right now? Like what could I do for myself right now that would feel really good? And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of like products should accentuate our natural beauty. We should not be hiding in our products. Like for those of you watching this, you can see both Amy and I, like we're both wearing makeup, but like you see us, right? It's fun. It accentuates our features, but we're not sitting here hiding who we are. And I love that I get to just have fun with it. Like we're women, primarily women or those who identify as women that are probably listening to this. And, you know, it's like, again, that we don't, we don't have to put ourselves in this box and we can have fun and we can play and, and give ourselves nourishing baths and just, if we want to have something like decadent, give it to yourself, but know that like, it's not going to be when you're stressed out and you're not going to be, you know, like eating a whole tub of ice cream at night. Right. But like, if you're craving something, yeah, have fun, celebrate. So I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is, um, just honoring that and not being so structured and like, the feminine likes to play and the feminine like is flowy and it doesn't need to all be figured out. And we don't need to know all the ingredients right now. I can see some of your minds going like, ah, what am I going to do? And it's like, just making that commitment to shifting, like making that commitment to saying like, you know what? I want to honor my body and I'm going to start is huge. That's huge. So just declaring like, And guess what? If you make a boo-boo and you mess up and you fall off, there's always a new moment. There's always a new day and you get to go back on there. And those little incremental shifts like build up over time into massive action. So I just want you to recognize that as well.
0: That's so such beautiful advice. And also to know that if you fall down, there's a whole community of other women out here who are on this journey as well. So that's another declaration perhaps that some of you will make who are watching is like, okay, I'm going to find my people. I'm going to find the people who I align with. And that is a huge push forward for so many of us to have that support. So
1: I was going to say really quick, just like still in the heart of the pandemic. I mean, it's now been a full year since, you know, like global shutdowns and Yeah. I just also want to remind you to like take the pressure off and it doesn't need to be like this long drawn out process. And you can start with like really, really small shifts. I mean, even five minutes, right? Like even just using that app and clicking a button online and purchasing something or giving yourself a moment in nature to just like listen to what Amy and I shared and just like recognizing all of the beauty around you right so it's like it's all around us and it's so much simpler than we think we just get to give ourselves that moment right
0: Mm, absolutely and become present to it So Lindsay, I know in your work, you talk a lot about hormone balance. So what are your top tips to keep our hormones in check?
1: Yeah. So I would say fragrance is like definitely up there for just ingredients, but parabens is absolutely one that I would avoid in products. It is an endocrine disruptor. It has been found in biopsies in breast cancer tumors. And what it does is it mimics estrogen in the body. Um, And that's also why, you know, there's, there's estrogen that builds up and drops as our, as our normal flow happens throughout the month. And so when you have excess estrogen in the body that could cause PMS, PMS is um, it's not normal. It's actually not like it happens, but it is actually not like something that should be happening before your monthly flow, if you do get a flow. And so I'm really passionate about, you know, like looking at our environment also and eliminating dairy, like, because there's a lot of hormones that are pumped in cow's milk, unfortunately, right now. And so just being aware, just being aware that there are alternatives, there's alternatives to so many things that work great and allow you to keep your your body in sync. So there's two books that I read on my hormone journey, my hormone balancing journey. One was called Do Less by Kate Northrup. I'm sure you know her or her mother. And also um, it's called Woman Code by Alyssa Beatty. And I really started to understand how the woman's body works and how different we are than our male counterparts. And so when we entered the workplace in like the 60s and 70s as women, we were like put into this box again of like, here's a normal workday, here's a 24-hour cycle. And I think that's why a lot of women feel like we're failing and why we have adrenal fatigue and just so many hormone imbalance issues, because it's really challenging for us. We are not meant to perform the same tasks every day. And when I say tasks, it's down to our work, it's down to our relationships, it's down to the food that we're eating, it's down to how we're moving our bodies. And once I really started to understand that, again, I felt a lot of relief, and I I had fun with it. Like I'm again, I'm like the week of my cycle, I barely do anything. <laughs> I've scheduled my business around it, I've scheduled my my relationships around it, I've scheduled how I move my body. Sometimes I just you know stretch or walk my dog, like, you know, a couple times a week. And that honestly was huge. Again, listening to our body's rhythms, it follows the lunar cycle. Mother nature makes no mistakes. There's a reason why it exactly follows the lunar cycle. And so that has been really profound for me is, um, again, stepping out of my masculine and really stepping into that feminine way of being and honoring that I'm, if I feel beautifully, like vibrant and on fire today and tomorrow, maybe not so much. I'm like, okay, it's just my hormones. Like they cycle so differently. So hopefully that helps a little
0: bit. Mm, That helps tremendously. Thank you for sharing that. And I love the idea of scheduling around your cycle. Beautiful tip. And I know you have a generous gift for our viewers today, Lindsay, will you tell them what it is?
1: Yeah, so it's actually my cycle syncing guide that I created from the women who have come before me. and I really what I did was as I explained kind of what I shared more here around the science because I think it helps when you understand the science of, of a woman's body and and really understand what's happening. And then I basically break down. there's four phases to a woman's cycle. So there's the follicular phase, ovulation phase, the luteal phase, and of course the menstrual phase, and they all are very different. So I kind of broke it up into areas of my life that are important and just gave some tips just to have fun with it. And I always say, just start small. Actually, the way that I started is when I started to understand it more, I actually changed my workouts. I changed how I was moving my body. So for example, during ovulation, when I have most energy, I am doing like hit workouts and having fun and maybe going for a run with my puppy and then maybe my luteal phase just before my cycle um I'm doing more like yoga right like I'm I'm doing like more strength training and I'm really like allowing myself these longer periods of just releasing and and strength training, really my body. And, um, it's been really amazing. I feel so much better. So I really, I really hope it helps. I've been implementing it for the last couple of years and, um, refining it as I go.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing that. What a gift So, for those of you who are watching, be sure to click the link in your email to get Lindsay's gift. I have no doubt it's going to change your life. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on our conference. I'm so excited to listen
1: to all the other speakers. I can't wait to hear everything that everybody comes up with. So thank you. And I'm sure that Amy will provide my contact information. And by all means, if you have any questions or want me to go deeper with you, I'm happy to provide some insight for you.
0: Absolutely. The door is always open. And thank you all for joining in today. And I'd like to remind you that there's still time to get lifetime access. We're giving you lifetime access forever to all the interviews, all the bonuses, and all the freebies for only $47. You are absolutely worth $47. Do not wait. Click the link in your email to get lifetime access. Plus, if you're one of the first 10 people to sign up for lifetime access, you get a free ticket to a fireside chat with me on April 5th at noon central time where we get to hang out, have a cup of tea and talk about all things beauty and all things natural. So don't hesitate. Click the link at your lifetime access today. Thank you all so much for joining us. This is the Women's Natural Beauty Conference. I'm your host, Amy Heilman, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.
1: Bye-bye. thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today if you found value from this episode i invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on instagram you can tag me at lindsay martin ellis i always love hearing from you so i invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.